Hey friend, welcome to The Ashley O Show. I'm your host, Ashley O'Connor. I'm a registered nurse turned health coach, and I am on a mission to keep people out of the hospital and into healthier lives than they ever thought possible. How? By getting back to the basics, prioritizing mental health, ditching diet culture, and repairing our relationships with food, fitness, and our bodies. Expect unfiltered, unapologetic, and unsugarcoated conversations about building lives, careers, bodies, and minds that are stronger than we could have imagined. The truth is, I don't have it all figured out, but I plan on spending my life searching for answers to the most important questions. This podcast is all about bringing you along for that ride. Now let's go chase some uncertainty. What is up, guys? Welcome back to The Ashley O Show. I'm excited that you guys are here for today's episode because we are talking about a topic that comes up a lot basically for everyone. I am certain that most of us have Googled this or looked it up at some point, and that is energy and generating more energy. We are all constantly searching and hunting for how we can get more energy, more of this resource. If you put the word energy on a post on anything, it's guaranteed to get traffic. It's like the ultimate clickbait. Like all it makes me think of is that scene in Zoolander where he says it's so hot right now. Energy is so hot right now. So let's talk about some basics behind it. I'm also going to just identify a few things that also can drain your energy so that you can avoid those. So first of all, if you are familiar with Brendan Burchard, he often says that power plants don't have energy, they make energy. And you are a power plant. So we do not just magically possess all of this energy. We need to do things in order to get energy in our lives. Yes, there are always going to be those people who randomly have tons of energy the moment they wake up in the morning. But if you look back in their life, they actually may be doing things to make that happen. But in general, for most of us, we need to put effort in to get energy out. And as we fill up our cup of energy, where we kind of fill up the battery pack with something that we've done to get more energy, there are also things that can drain that battery. So we need to have a balance of the two so that we don't drain our energy too fast and we allow our energy to fill back up as well. So first thing, I'm going to talk about a few energy drainers, and then we're going to dive into energy gainers, things that help us get more or generate more energy. So first thing are the drainers, things that take away from our cup. So the first is one of the most obvious that I always lean on, which is dehydration. This is a blanket thing that I think we throw on everything. It's like, oh, you have a headache. Are you dehydrated? But it really is a good first step for pretty much any problem because it's not harmful usually for you to check in with yourself, see if you feel dehydrated at all and to pick up a cup of water. Like it's an easy first step, which is why I put it at the top here. But dehydration is definitely something that will cause you to have low energy or drain some of the energy that you have created. This is true for a night after drinking. If you think about that, we are severely dehydrated the next day, which often is a huge contributor to our lack of energy when we have spent the night before drinking. So dehydration is humongous. If you have exercise and you don't refuel properly or refill your cup and get more water, 
dehydration is a problem. It will counteract those energizing components of movement because you are dehydrated. So always check in with yourself first and make sure that you continue to keep yourself hydrated throughout the day because it's one of the easiest things to fall out the window that can drain your energy. The second one I want to talk about is too much caffeine. Caffeine is one of our favorite things to consume. It is the most popular and widely used substance in the world. It is also the first thing that most of us reach for when we are feeling low energy, when we're feeling tired, when we get that brain fog. The first thing that we grab is more caffeine. And while most caffeine does make us feel like we get a little bit more energy once it's quote unquote kicked in, there's usually an after effect that leaves us feeling more tired, especially if we are consuming a lot of caffeine. So the more we grab, the more we reach for it, the bigger that rebound effect is after the caffeine has worn off. And that is when we feel that huge slump. That is when we feel exhausted and tired and drained because we have artificially made ourselves feel like we have more energy But as soon as that substance has left the body, we are left right back where we started and usually far worse off because of the stress that comes from consuming something like caffeine, especially regularly. So let's briefly talk about what caffeine is actually doing in your body. The biggest way that we actually create energy in our body is by eating food. That food helps to support our muscles. It also is converted into a molecule called ATP at the cellular level to give our cells the energy that they need to perform all of the functions that they do throughout the day. Caffeine does not do any of those things. Caffeine actually works by blocking a neurotransmitter called adenosine. Adenosine is a neurotransmitter that builds up as we awake from sleep. And throughout the day, it slowly starts to bind to its own receptors which then trigger a series of reactions that leads to us feeling sleepy or drowsy by the end of the day. It's a natural process that happens, not something that we have to be concerned about or really intentionally try to block. But caffeine actually inhibits those receptors. It blocks the receptors so that adenosine can't bind to them, meaning that we feel slightly more alert. But that feeling is artificial. It's actually just stimulating excitatory neurotransmitters in the brain, giving you that feeling that you have energy to perform, much like adrenaline does. And if you remember adrenaline from our episodes related to stress, adrenaline is a hormone that is released when our stress response is activated. So that fight or flight response is activated. Adrenaline is one of the molecules that is released. And that causes our body to mobilize energy to respond to said stress. So caffeine is doing something similar in the sense that it is a stressor on our body, activating that same cascade of reactions, which as you can imagine, can be extremely stressful for our body. And when we have that stress, the come down effect makes us feel extremely tired or drowsy. Very similar. So I am not giving you any of this information to scare you into never consuming caffeine again. I think that caffeine can be a normal part of most of our lives. I think so many of us have found joy in our consumption of caffeine in one way or another. So for me, I love tea. Like it is one of my favorite things in the world. I consume a lot of it. And I try not to have too much that has this much caffeine only because I know the effects that it can have on me. But I still enjoy it with caffeine. I like black tea. And for those of you listening, I know so many of you have rituals around coffee. And I would not want you to take that out of your life just for this reason. So 
it's really a matter of finding that level of moderation with caffeine so that you are not causing more harm than help to your body. So a few more really quick energy drainers. One is too much consumption in the sense of Instagram, social media, uh, videos, anything like that. When we are spending more of our time consuming other people's creations, it can be a drainer on our energy rather than creating our own, which we'll talk about. But too much consumption of other people's lives is certainly contributing to our lack of energy as well as doom scrolling, if you guys know what I'm talking about, where you spend 20, 30 minutes, an hour more scrolling on your phone where you feel lost, where suddenly you recognize that you're doing it and you're like, how long have I been doing this for? Have you ever gotten that feeling? I know that I have. And that is a huge way to drain your energy. Another is alcohol, which we'll talk, we'll have a whole episode on alcohol because that's a whole other story. But alcohol is a huge drainer on your energy, even though initially when we have a drink, especially if we're out with friends, it can make us feel like we have more energy because of that social lubricant effect. But in the long term, it drains energy hardcore, partially by contributing to dehydration, which we talked about. And then stress is a huge drain on our energy. If we do not have good methods to mitigate stress in our lives to help us cope with stress, then it's really normal for stress to just drain all of our energy and feel extremely fatigued and like you cannot achieve anything if you are under a lot of stress. So really the biggest piece with that one with stress in general is that we need to find ways that we cope best with stress and that's going to be extremely individual. We are all so different but you need to experiment with new methods. It's one of the most overlooked things as well where we, when we feel tired or when we're getting headaches, when we, we're having some sort of symptom in our body, most of us reach for other things. We go to the doctor, they give us a medication, they diagnose something. Instead of looking at stress, which is often one of the biggest causes of all of our ailments, and that is a huge blanket statement, I know, but it is a great place to go first to make sure that stress isn't actually what is causing an issue that you might be having. Because when our body is under that stress, so many things start happening. So if you remember our fight or flight response, we shut down a number of bodily functions when we are stressed in order to mobilize energy for the critical components. So we need to be able to run away from the bear. So we need our muscles to have energy. We need to be able to breathe really deeply and have our heart pump faster. Like those components are what's really important. And we start to shut down things like digestion. Those things are no longer important. And so if you're having digestive issues, for example, it may be related to unresolved stress because that stress response is shutting down your normal function of digestion. So when you're feeling low energy, it's just a really great place to start by checking in with yourself and seeing if your stress is out of control or if you have measures that help you cope with that stress. That is the most important. And now let's talk about the big one that you guys all actually came here for. Somehow I've managed to talk for 11 minutes about the drainers. Let's talk about what actually helps you gain energy. So the first and the biggest is that you are getting enough fuel. That means food. It does not mean more coffee. Food is actually the only real way that we generate more energy in our cell at a cellular level and for our muscles because food is what is fueling those reactions in our body, the communication between our cells, all of the things that happen, the generation of ATP occurs because of 
of fuel that we actually consume. And for many of us, especially for a lot of you listening, I know that we have been under consuming for a really long time because of the effect of diet culture, trying to lose weight. We're told all the time, go on a 1200 calorie diet, a 1500 calorie diet, which is drastically too low for most adult women. 1200 calories is the amount that a toddler eats. You are not a toddler. So If you are under consuming fuel, it's no wonder you feel like you don't have the energy to do all the things that you care about or that you don't have the energy to fuel the workout that you are desperately trying to keep up with. So this is the first thing I want you to turn to. I'm going to give you all sorts of other options, but the first thing to look at is whether you are eating enough or if you are finding that halfway through your workout or halfway through your walk outside that you are getting winded or tired try something very simple, adding a little boost of a snack right before your movement of whatever sort it is. Maybe it's that you would normally have a snack in the afternoon before you go for your walk or for your workout, but it's just a piece of fruit. Maybe we could just upgrade that snack by adding a source of protein for you. Like there are such small things that we can do to help increase this. I'm not saying that you have to throw out your diet and just bump up your calories by a thousand calories. Like let's not go extreme overnight. That also isn't very helpful, but it's small little behaviors that we can do to add in more fuel throughout the day if we are feeling sluggish. Because that's often the first thing that's going on is that you're just not getting enough food. If you are not sure how much you should be consuming, I'm just going to give you a really rough calculation. Of course, if you and I start to work together, we will work on this way more specifically. Uh, But this is just an easy way to determine whether you might be getting enough from a baseline level rough calculation. So we need to calculate your basal metabolic rate, which is the amount that you burn just at rest throughout the day just to maintain your life. As I said, super rough calculation, but you can just take your body weight in pounds and multiply it by 10. So that's the easiest way just to give yourself a baseline of where you can start for your basal metabolic rate and then take that number and multiply it by 1.4. So 1.4 is just the activity multiplier that you are using to determine the amount of activity that you're doing. There's a huge range of this. It goes from 1.2 to 1.8-ish, depending on how much you are active. I'm just giving you one number to keep it really simple to give you just an idea. If we work together, like I said, we would calculate this at a much more specific level to you. But 1.4 is a moderate level of activity, which is fitting for a lot of the women I work with. So take your basal metabolic rate, which is just your body weight in pounds times 10, and multiply that by 1.4. And that's going to give you a basic idea of your maintenance fuel. So just for example, if I have somebody who is 150 pounds, multiply that by 10, we get 1500 calories for their basal metabolic rate. Multiply that by 1.4, and you're at 2100 calories. So that can give you an idea of how drastically different that number is than 1,200. And like I said, we do not need to accelerate to that overnight, but it can give us a good idea of, wow, I am not consuming enough fuel for my body, so maybe I just need to increase by a snack this week. Try to make your meal a, a little bit bigger, maybe just a larger portion of chicken. You can just make small, easy changes to get yourself to a place where you're getting enough fuel. But if you are not getting enough fuel, it is a huge way to ensure that you don't have the energy that you're looking for. So make sure you're getting enough fuel. That is number one. The second is movement. Any form. I'm not saying you need to go to the gym and do an hour-long HIIT workout. For the most part, maybe that's too much activity that can actually make you feel drained. But 
going outside, getting out and walking, just jumping on a stationary bike, moving your body just a little bit to to mobilize some of that energy that is built up. We can create so much energy just from the simple act of moving our bodies. You guys all know the like endorphin effect that can happen after exercise. Some people feel it more extremely than others, but in general, it helps give us a boost of energy as long as we have enough fuel and we aren't choosing too stressful of a workout. If you've ever gone through an exercise and then felt completely drained after, it may have been a little bit too much for your body in your current state. So just examine how it's making you feel. But in general, moving is a great way to generate more energy. The third is meditation. This really works by increasing your mental clarity and changing your mindset. Because if you start to feel drowsy, start to feel fatigued, tired, or just like you have a lack of focus or that brain fog, meditation is a great way to just flip that switch, change your mindset that you had when you went into the meditation and give you a little bit more clarity so that you feel less foggy moving forward. Next is time outside. This can be combined with movement and then you've got a double hitter. So time outside really gives you that boost of vitamin D if you can get a little bit of sunlight and it's really helpful for grounding you and bringing you back to a place where you are in nature. For some reason in our brains, seeing how big the world is helps us feel like we have a big part in it. It helps us feel more grounded, more connected to the world. And that can give us more energy by changing our mindset and also changing environment. This is also extremely important. So moving, uh, getting outside, both of those things really help to change your environment because if you're just sitting at your desk, you're pumping away at work and you're feeling super drained and you've been there for hours Just getting up and moving, changing the environment that you're in has a profound effect on our energy and our mental clarity so that we can come back to work more focused. It may also be as simple as picking up your computer and going, if you have a laptop, uh, and going to a different room of the house. Maybe just taking your work outside if it's a beautiful day. Do something that changes your environment to change your mind. As we talked about in our energy drainers, too much consumption of other people's creations can be draining for our brains because our brains like to create. But on the other side, doing more creative activities, getting into a flow state is a great way to boost your energy. So instead of scrolling through Instagram, are you creating something on Instagram? Are you creating something at work? Are you making something or are you just getting in a flow in your groove? Both of those things are excellent for increasing the amount of energy that you're feeling and the focus that you have. The next goes right along with movement, which is dancing and laughter. So Both of those things, I know they sound kind of funny if you're not used to doing those things, but if you can get yourself dancing, that is a great form of movement that also just generates joy in the body for anyone. Honestly, if you even if you don't think that you're a dancer, I used to fall into that camp. Dancing makes us laugh at ourselves in a way that is beautiful. It's not because we think that we're stupid. Instead, we are laughing because it is such a primal and joyful form of movement. Because you're turning on music that makes you feel good, that makes you happy, that makes your brain happy, and moving your body, creating more energy for yourself. So it's a great combination. And then laughter is humongous as well. So for me, sometimes if I am in a rut, if I feel stuck, if I feel frustrated, I pause and I put something funny on or I just laugh at myself. I consume something that makes me laugh. That level of consumption can be helpful just to reset and give yourself a different mindset. Laughter is a beautiful thing to add into your routine. 
So dancing and laughter. And then the last piece, which I think is really important and helpful, is planning in strategic resets throughout your day. This one is huge. Beyond getting enough fuel, I think strategic resets are the number two most important thing for anyone who is working throughout the day. You can think of these as little pit stops. I think it also may have been Brandon Burchard who I heard this from, the idea of pit stops, where if you think about watching a race on TV of cars, obviously I don't because (laughs) I can't even describe it. But if you're watching like NASCAR or Formula One or whatever, one of the big components that happens during these races, which I find extremely boring, (laughs) is that there's pit stops built in. These cars go around and around really, really fast, but they always build in these strategic pit stops. They do not wait until they have no gas left or until their tire blows or whatever. Like if that happens, they have to stop. But in general, pit stops are planned stops built in. They are strategic. They plan when they're going to happen, but they are happening ahead of time. They are way more preventative where they go in, they get enough fuel, they get everything checked and changed. I don't know. They do something cool with the tires and off they go. We have the same need. So we need to check in with ourselves often throughout the day, not once we have no energy and feel fatigued and frustrated. We don't want to wait until that point. But if we plan in strategic resets before that ever happens, we can generate more energy, get back to work in a more focused and in-flow state if we do these things. So in, t- in general, your pit stops give you a chance to refuel instead of just burning the tank dry. So really, all this needs to be every hour or so, plan what works for you, 60 to 90 minutes. That is basically how long our attention span is. So it shouldn't be much longer than that. But every hour or so, just check in with yourself. Get up, stretch, move your body around. If you can, go step outside, maybe drink a glass of water and check in with your intentions for the next hour. So if you stop at 10, what do you want to happen from 10 to 11? What plan do you have for that hour? If we check in with ourselves, check in with our to-do list, check in with our tasks, and what we actually want to achieve more frequently throughout the day, we are way more likely to be productive and to feel like we have more energy because those resets really give our bodies a chance to move and generate more of the energy that we need. Drinking the water, moving our bodies, getting outside, maybe it's watching a video that makes you laugh, dancing around the room, doing a quick five-minute meditation. All of those things, if you combine them with the things that we said, all of these energy gainers, having a snack, right? Getting enough fuel, movement, meditation, time outside, all of the things. If we can combine those into our quick pit stops throughout the day, we get more energy and we have more focus and we're more productive. So these resets are extremely important to build in. Too many of us are sitting at our desks for eight hours straight. We get up to pee and get another cup of coffee and that's about it. It's no wonder we're tired. So like I said, does not need to be complicated. This does not need to be a 20 minute routine. It can be five minutes. It can be 10 minutes. Every hour or 90 minutes, just check in with yourself. Do a few things to boost your energy. Check in with your body as well. That's a big thing for us. We check in. Are you feeling hungry? Are you getting there? Where are you on that hunger fullness scale? Do you need a snack? Are you feeling thirsty? Do you need some water? We can check in with our bodies and learn so much if we spend more time being introspective, which is exactly what these resets allow us to do. So just to recap really quick, energy drainers, dehydration, too much caffeine, 
doom scrolling or too much consumption, alcohol and stress, huge energy drainers, energy gainers, getting enough fuel, movement, meditation, time outside, creation or getting in flow, dancing and laughter, and planning in strategic resets every 60 to 90 minutes throughout our workday. So I hope that this episode is helpful for you. If you have any questions or if I can help guide you in any way, shape, or form, please reach out to me. Also, just know that I am currently taking more one-on-one coaching clients, which is a great way for us to really dive deep for you. There are a couple options that you can do with this where we just have one deep dive call or we plan out a program that's going to help you reach your goals in terms of movement and fueling your body and mental health. We dive into everything because my focus is to help you heal your relationship at the foundational level with food and exercise and your body and mental health so that you can move forward and build a program and reach your goals in a way that is actually sustainable. That's the big difference. There are no quick fixes here. There are no crash diets. I will 100% never tell you to go on a 1200 calorie diet. So if you are interested in taking your life to the next level, to transforming your relationship with food so that you can feel more free, so you don't have to catch your reflection and have it ruin your entire day, that is exactly what we focus on in one-on-one coaching. And I would be honored to work with you. So reach out to me and we can get you all started. I can answer any questions that you have. We can jump on a call. I just would love to hear from you. So let me know what you thought about this episode. And I cannot wait to see you guys on Wednesday. Thank you so much for allowing me to take up a little bit of your brain space today. Like seriously, it means the world to me. If you connected with this episode, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends and tag me at Ashley Osho so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of badass women who believe in themselves that will take the world by storm. I cannot wait to see what we make possible.